people around here trust the shepherds. Jamie, Adam, and the other Jamie. They always have. The sheep trust them too. Gather round. I'll throw another log on the fire. Turn it up just a touch. Because another episode of the podcast is starting now. It is a brand new episode of the podcast. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam. Bah. Hey. Bah. Welcome to the podcast, Sheep. Got a great episode. We are joined by comedian Michael Palasak. Michael, good to see you. Hello. So we do lightning round style questions. Those conversations hopefully lead to additional discussion as the show progresses. We give the guest a sample question to familiarize themselves with the format. And that first question is merely a practice question. And it is clockwise or counterclockwise. Here we go. Clockwise. Okay. I don't even know why counterclockwise exists. Yeah, that's a good point. We're going forward. Could you imagine if we didn't have a word for uh, counterclockwise? And it was just, do you want to go clockwise or opposite way of clockwise? Maybe we should call it anti-clockwise. <laughs> so clockwise, starting with Adam. Okay, we are nearing Christmas. This episode will come out right around Christmas. My question for you is, when we think about the reindeer in general, excluding Rudolph, who do you want to have with you in a fight? Well, Dasher is fast. Yep. I mean, if it's a West Side Story fight, you want Dancer or Prancer. Mm, that'd be um, good to have dance fighting. That's a good point. I don't really know what a vixen is, but they sound a little feisty. Yes. Blitzen's probably like the one that you want on the main leading the charge for sure. Blitzen is probably from maybe like Southie in Boston. Oh yeah. He's on the, he's on the tougher side of the North pole. Right. Yeah. He grew yeah. up in the mean streets. I don't know what their hooves South look like, North but pole. he's got brass hooves. Did you ever see that, that Wahlberg movie where it was like a guy that played backyard football that made the Eagles? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like Blitzen is a guy that just plays backyard football with like adults. That's exactly right. All the time. Imagine you're at the North Pole and he's like, I'm from the South Side. And everyone's like, uh, we all are. <laughs> like everybody's from the South Side, dummy. <laughs> we can't all be at the North Pole. Everybody's South. Everybody's South. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It has been said that paprika is the happiest spice in the world. Which singer is the paprika of the Spice Girls? We're going to have to go through the Spice Girls really quick. So we have Scary, right? And sure. that's, where, that's where I get lost. Sporty. 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 Posh. Posh. I think there was Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Who's just a Ginger. red. Mel. Mel. That was scary. Yeah. Oh, Mel was scary. Okay. I'm trying to think through the song in my head. You got me. To de- 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 de. I'll go with Ginger. You're going go with Ginger? Ginger is mm-hmm. the paprika? I mean, it makes sense. The that, spice. Yeah, that's. I, I had Ginger. That's right. Isn't it interesting how irrelevant <laughs> the Spice Girls have become? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, we didn't, we couldn't name them very much right off the. Well, I meant to explain. I was at a formative age of defining sort of who I was around my friends. So I think there was a rejection of Spice Girls yes. because it wasn't like a man thing. Yes. Right. So like, I, I didn't, I purpose, I didn't like run away from it, but I didn't ever like meet them. Even though I liked their song, I remember their song. So you, you always felt a little bad rejecting Ginger though, because she was so happy. I, yeah, I feel, looking back, I feel bad rejecting all of them because they're all talented, successful artists. Okay. I think one was Baby Spice. Wasn't there a baby? Yes, there was a baby. I would say yes to any because I don't know. But <laughs> I, I, I probably should have done my yeah. I probably should have done my research. <laughs> yeah. So I watched that Formula One show on Netflix. Great show, amazing. Right. Yep. And the guy from uh, Red Bull is married to Ginger Spice. Ah, uh-huh, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. So for those who may not ever watch this episode. Our guest this evening is in front of the open mouth of a shark. It's, yeah, intimidating. He's about to be eaten. As though the shark was sneaking up him, about to 
chomp on him. Very quietly. Very quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Very quietly. And almost now has stopped, frozen, mouth exposed, as though he's about to be busted. It's, it's recognition of the of the job Uh-oh. that he's doing right now. I but, could get caught. But well, I think the like, shark's saying, wait, are you doing the podcast? Because yeah. I can hold. I'll wait. I'll hold. I'll hold until hold you're done. Until, and this man. particular shark has a great dental hygiene. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, a perfect significant yeah, number yeah. of teeth. I mean, they're all they're there. They're all white. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it you looks... know how it feels when you're really hungry when you eat? It always tastes better. So he's probably like, it's probably better for me if I wait a little bit anyway. <laughs> right. It's it's the new intermittent right. fasting for sharks. He's like, I gotta hold off for one more hour, right. <laughs> and then I'm gonna eat the heck out of you. Does that okay. really work? Like, can I if my kids, you know, they don't want to eat vegetables, I'm like, just hold on, let's just wait, just wait this out. You need to if you it. can if you can be the parent who's strong enough to only offer that because I've I've worked on and they'll just ask for crackers and bread or whatever. Like, if you, they're hungry, they're just gonna ask for what they want, but. One thing that Jack does is when I'm getting him ready for bed, that's when he says he's hungry. Yeah. And so that's when I break out vegetables. I'm like, well, if you want to stay up, we're eating these. Nice. The counter to his counter, because he's running Mm -hmm. a con on you, right? Which is the, I'm hungry now, dad. Yeah. And you're running the con right back at him. Okay, bud. We can do veggies all night. Yeah. We can go all night with this Cauliflower party, guys. What do you want to do? Do you right? want to break out the peas? We're going to go yeah. broccoli? What's yeah. happening Let's here? Let's count peas, right? Instead of counting sheep. Let's see what we got. Maybe we can order Maybe we can order carrots delivery. <laughs> Get crazy <laughs> up in here. <laughs> you remember that time Bendel was asking a question? I was in the middle of that. Yeah, story. sorry about that. Go ahead. So <clears throat> my question is this. Would you rather be constricted to death or chomped to death? Chomped, for sure. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a chance he might just get your head and then you don't have to think about it. Right. The speed of it. The initial pain is pretty big, but could you imagine being constricted? Yeah. I would feel like I could do something, but obviously you can't. Right. All right. right, Last reindeer question, I promise, but we're going to do another one. Again, we're excluding reindeer or or Rudolph. You know, he's, we're going to do our own reindeer games over here. Not with that guy with the red nose. Yeah. Which reindeer do you take with you as a wingman? If you're going out on a night on the town and you're trying to meet girls. Uh, me personally, yeah. I'm always, I'm a little more introverted, I think. Okay. I would want someone who's like more like extrovert. And I feel like Comet, based off his name, seems like someone who's going to sort of have a little sway in the bar and, and like, you know, initiate more conversations. Good one. I want to revisit that one in this next episode. I, I, yeah. I do think it's an interesting Yeah, one. we can come back to that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you have an unlimited budget and are tasked with making a Hallmark Christmas movie. What's the plot and who do you cast in the main roles? Unlimited budget. Okay. So it only takes place in helicopters. Oh, wow. And everybody's in a helicopter and they're going somewhere. And the whole movie is about the ride there in the helicopter. And uh, the plot is one couple in one helicopter is in one of the persons is in love with someone in another helicopter and they realize it through their conversations in helicopters. I just know helicopters are really expensive. So I want to use my whole budget. Interesting. And so who are you casting in the main roles? Uh, Will Ferrell. Cause I, I like to see his dramatic side and then maybe like Cardi B, I think would be a good love interest there. Excellent. Um, and then, like, the friend who, like, helps Will meet her could be, like, Joaquin Phoenix. It's, like, someone who really wouldn't want to be there. But you have to be That's there. Great. Yeah. And That's then of those three, one. which one is the one that is afraid of helicopters? So this is your third question now. No, it's A, B, C. Oh, Will is definitely afraid of helicopters. But oh, yeah. he knows it's the only way to get with Cardi B. Oh. 
true love. Yeah. I think we just got pitched. Yeah. And Will's playing himself, by the way. Oh, he's playing Will Ferrell. <laughs> but is he married? No. Well, that's not. Will okay. Ferrell. He's a comedian he's on Saturday Night Live back, he's, kind of back then. Oh, he's yeah. playing himself, yeah. but he's that good an actor. He yeah. can play himself in that role. Cheating Maybe he'll wife. play like the Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. Like it's not Will Ferrell, but it's like a famous actor that's going to USO and in love with Cardi B. Love it. Not Cardi B. Love it. It feels kind of a bit like Pitch Perfect Four. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. Might be. So keeping on that theme, what is one of your favorite books from childhood that you would like to see made into a movie, but yet has not yet? Well, there hasn't been a live action version of it. So have you ever heard of the Phantom Tollbooth? Yes. Oh, of course. Great. Yeah. Book. I would like to see a live action Phantom Tollbooth. There's a cartoon version that I saw. That's my, my last question. No, you've had your last Oh, I've had my two. Okay. I've had my two. We got to yeah. go back to You're We got to get to this next segment. All right. So uh, that wraps segment number one with our guest, comedian Michael Palsak. We'll be back. Hang tight. Here we come. Uh-huh. So what was your relationship with the Spice Girls? If we had Facebook back in that time and we talked about my relationship with Facebook, I would say it's complicated. Being a fan of the Spice Girls was difficult to acknowledge. What is a movie that it's hard to admit that you like? Never Ending Story. Well, that's a great movie. Right, but it's, it's a little bit soft. Is it? Oh, I've never actually watched that. It's pretty soft. Story. Yeah. Princess Bride, also a little soft. Oh, classic. That's not soft at all. Pretty soft. There's sword fights and large rats. That As you wish. People. What was your question? It's a movie that you wouldn't like, like to own up to liking. Yeah, I'll give you mine. Notting Hill. Oopsie Daisy. Amazing. Great movie. Again, never saw it. You never saw Notting Hill? No, I don't watch a lot of movies. Oopsie Daisy. Movie, most movies I've not seen. Where he goes, tries to climb a wall. And oh, he yeah. says Oopsie Daisy three times. His roommate in that movie, which I don't know the actor's name, but his roommate is fantastic. He actually got an Academy Award for that. The roommate? Who's the, the roommate he? did. He got a best co- Supporting actor? Supporting actor. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What movie? Are who are, are the Are you actors? serious? No. I didn't think so. Who are the actors? One is Hugh Grant, Grant, and the other one is Julia Roberts, oh. and then there's some dude. In his underwear. Interesting. Interesting. I was never a Hugh Grant guy. Didn't like movies. Either, so. Not charming enough? Yeah, I didn't like the... <laughs> really? Never saw Love Actually either. Have you seen Star Wars? So is it that you yeah, don't like Hugh Grant, or you just don't, you've never seen his movies? I also just don't like Hugh Grant. Well, you've never seen his movies, so how could you tell? Because I just seen He's trailers and clips, and yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just it's just something about his whole affect that I find troubling. Are you anti-British? I'm not. I, I assume the whole country isn't like that. Okay, so you're not anti-British. Imagine if as one Americans, of the okay, we so have a lot on a of British stuff gonna, to deal with. Let me just and a, let me a just, history with the British that so are stop. Is not let helpful. Me, so hang on a second. Let me clarify this. Yes. to resolve any issues. No, that's have. good. If Hugh Grant was a Beatle, yeah. They would never have been popular. Honestly, the only way we're going to solve this is going back to the guest. Let's go back to the guest. Back with our second segment here of this episode with comedian Michael Palasak. This is the podcast, Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam Haig. So in this segment, we kind of dovetail off a little bit of some of the things that we talked about in our first segment. So does anybody have anything? Yeah, we dig in on some of your first answers. I want to go a little more in depth. So the, you did say that on the Spice Girls, when you were, when you were, the Spice Girls were big, you were coming of age. And you kind of avoided them to keep a more masculine tenor. Who was the replacement for the Spice Girls that kind of the bands that got you there? Well, my older brother was, uh, he was a little older. So I would listen to what he listened to, which was like 90s, early 90s alternative. So it was The Offspring was yep. the big one. And Bush were like the two probably like 
favorite bands nice. that I thought I could like and still be cool. I liked Collective Soul, but that wasn't didn't seem as cool as the other two. And where did you grow up? Yeah, a rural Indiana, okay. kind of near Fort Wayne. Yeah. Okay. We so, didn't have an alternative rock station. You had to like buy the tapes or the CDs or like park in one part of the parking of your driveway to get it. Oh. Like it was hard to listen to. Oh, so you had to be committed. You had to have a good radio. Yeah. So it made it special. Like good one. So if someone accused you of being a Spice Girls fan, how would you have reacted? Well, I think I I was so good at like uh not involving myself in it that it would have been easy to just blow it off. My main go-to when denying something in high school or middle school was just like to be kind of like what, like clearly lying, but like nice. what are you talking about? Like not on purpose. I'm trying to lie, but I know what? everyone kind of knew I was lying. Did you have a poster of the Offspring on your wall, but on the back side of it was the Spice Girls, and you could just flip them depending on if anybody was in the room? <laughs> no, he didn't like the Spice Girls. I think we need to leave that. I think he did I don't like think the Spice he's Girls. saying that he didn't like the Spice yeah. Girls. I think he's saying he denied the Spice Girls. Oh, okay. I, in- I, did not, I remember hearing them playing. I was playing a high school baseball game and hearing them playing. Tell me what like you want. What you really, really Tell want. Tell me what you want. What you really, really want. Yep. I want to. I want to. So it was in my head. Like the song was in my head. Same with Britney Spears. But I wasn't, it wasn't embraced as like you could like, they weren't the cool girls to like when it came to musicians. You want to talk reindeer. So you, we did talk about the wingman question. You went with Comet, which is a great guy. The thing about Comet, though, he comes in and he's going to parrot the whole thing. You know, he's going to come in there and kind of, or peacock the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. He, he might pull from you. The, you know, the, and that's a little issue with Comet. He's a big deal. That's how confident I am with my. Yeah. With, with your my, game. Yeah. Yeah, because you can go with the comet and be cool. Yeah, yeah he's only going to amplify everything. That's nice. And, and oh my god, Blitz. comet's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god, he's hilarious. Have you seen this, Michael? Though he's funnier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blitzen, you want him there for the first part of the night, but <laughs> la- later on, you're just oh, oh my god, Blitzen. he is ridiculous. Yeah, we told you to cut it off. Dancer strong because he's always you know hitting the dance floor. He gets you your he gets your mojo working. He's he plays. The dance floor well. Yep. Yeah. Dancer driving my second because yeah. I like I like to when to dance, but I'm not comfortable being the first person out there and I feel like you'd be out there. Yeah. So uh, so I have bring to in his A you. game, by the way. Bring I, in the A game because dancer don't play. So uh, it's interesting. I would have gone with dancer. You said Donner, Comet, and but I think Comet, you're right. As long as you're not intimidated by what Comet's bringing, then I think that's the right answer. I mean that's the plan, but who knows? I might fall the wayside and be regretting that choice. Yeah. As Comet leaves with all the girls, walks out. It's actually funny to recast Santa's sleigh pullers as like a Christmas Ocean Eleven, <laughs> right? Where they're all pulling together for a heist, and they right. all have a very special set of skills, right? right. And Comet's the tech guy <laughs> that's like behind the scenes, cracking the code. Comet, you got to hurry up! I need these numbers. Right? I, I love yeah. this idea actually because it's the one <laughs> night of the year they're allowed to break into people's homes. And so they can steal they're whatever stealing. they want. They're like, come on, we got 19 we seconds. Got, let's go, go, let's go, go, we go, we go, we go, we go. Cut the green cord. Yeah. yeah. If we leave a yo-yo, we can take the flat screen. <laughs> yeah, right? It's take take a trade. Yeah. Okay, we're going to rewrite this. They're like, should speed. we run with Jupiter? Jupiter's got no chimney magic. Right? Jupiter can't do so chimney magic like, at all. <laughs> so wait, okay, so this is what we really need to write, because this movie would actually get made. <laughs> the and, Ocean's Eleven. No. Oh. Christmas Purge. <laughs> What? Wow, it just it's, got really dark. It's the it's the greatest night, but it's also you can commit all crimes. So you're basically saying the kid that gets up and actually sees them, they murder? 
No, that that some kid wakes up thinking it's the greatest morning ever, and his parents were murdered in the night because it's the purge. Okay, listen, we're just brainstorming here. I know we're just yeah. riffing. We're just we're riffing. just just trying to make it up as we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have criminalized reindeer. We have murdered the parents of young children who got a yo-yo but lost their TV. Like it went. All right. So I, I purge I, since we're on far. the subject, Michael, have you ever bought anything off of Poshmark? I can't say that. What's a Poshmark? So Poshmark is, you know? is basically like he just give a weird reference that no one's ever heard. So Posh, I've heard of Poshmark. Poshmark yeah, is, is like eBay. No, it's like it's like eBay but for clothes only. Oh, gotcha. Right. So it's a, it's like a renewed clothes. It's like a. It's kind of it's kind of like clothes? a yeah. It's like secondhand clothes. Se- secondhand, but who the hell wants to have to go to eBay and take all that time to go up to the search bar and put in clothes? I need a place that's it's already limited for me. Okay, so I don't think it's first of all you. what's what's on there is interesting because I myself am trying to find a specific kind of sneaker that is no longer made. Oh, so sneakerhead, that's a big deal. Okay. But I also got thinking, I wonder if you could get away with a crime by selling the crime scene clothes. Like if you had committed a crime and you wanted to ditch the clothing, could you then just sell it on Poshmark and it would be a way to get all the clothes away from the crime scene? Can we talk about Son of Sam Law? <laughs> Son of Sam Law says you can't, pro- you can't profit from you know, the, the, the murder. So he wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, but you wouldn't I say like talking this about was a, used in a Oh, murder. I thought you were actually no, saying no, no, that's no, how no, you were no, getting no, the big no, money. No, no. You're I'm like, this was like, from the murder. No, like, <laughs> he's not saying he's going to be a collector of murderers' yeah. clothing no, items. I'm saying this like, is one macabre guy where he, he just, was just talking about the purge <laughs> with reindeer. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? He, he had the purge like, on Christmas you Eve. Jesus' birthday. You just robbed the bank and you sell the sweatshirt that you were wearing during the bank robbery on Poshmark to get rid of it. Okay, but it's not, it's not, you're not autographing it as a, a jersey worn in the, in the heist. Oh, no, but that would be awesome if somebody <laughs> didn't know, but they get it. All right, we will be back with more of the podcast uh, and the second of our lightning rounds in just a moment. I've been noticing a lot in these Christmas specials that Rudolph is actually not featured when you see Santa's sleigh. That's because his rate is too high. Is that right? Is his rate's too high? All of it's gone to his head. I mean, he's, he's got a rider that's ridiculous. See, I always kind of went with the fiction that Rudolph was good on the foggy nights, but otherwise we don't really need him. He's kind of like chains on your tires. Like if it's been a really bad storm, you pull out the chains, you pull out the Rudolph, but otherwise you're, you're fine. Let's get real for a second. Let's get real about Christmas. Yeah, real talk. Real talk. I believe that there is no Christmas Eve that doesn't have inclement weather in some part of the world. Okay. I think so that's that means fair. Si- so you got to so have Rudolph only, always. It, and it's only one night. So there is no other. I don't think Santa's taken the sleigh to Publix. No, obviously. So he only fires up the sleigh one time. One night. The whole crew only works one night. No, and, no, no. That's not true. They do test runs. Yeah, but that's not work. That's No, not. no. It's like it's like the SEALs, how they prep, you know, like the Navy SEALs, how they do, like before they do an invasion, they they role play it out. I don't think I don't think that involves Rudolph. I think Rudolph is a one one time a year and he's needed every time a year. Okay. You got to have a Rudolph. Though. You have to have Rudolph because you're going in. It's, it's just because it's clear where your house is. Doesn't mean it's not snowy, rainy, windy, foggy somewhere else in the world. Okay. Okay. So we're back to the reason Rudolph's not in a lot of these Christmas specials is his riders are too high. And also headlamps were invented. Are, are you saying that Rudolph's not needed now that headlamps are invented? There is an untold reason 
why they didn't let Rudolph play in the reindeer games. Why? Because he's an ass. He is so helpful. He pulled off Christmas for everybody. The fact that you're getting into his grill about that is a little bit ridiculous. I think the I think the message of Christmas, Jamie, that you're missing. Yes. Is that we are all a Rudolph in our own way. And that there are Rudolphs in our lives that we're not allowing to shine at their best because we think they're incapable or incompetent or have nothing to contribute. Mm, no, I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with it. It is. It no, is. The, it's, it's, it's just a reindeer with a big red nose. I think you're reading a lot into the story. It's basically high beams on your car. Right. He has a role to play. He has a special skill that without it, you'd be less. I mean, they could just turn on the high beam. No, that's, that is the Rudolph. We are back. Next lightning round about to start. Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, our comedian guest, is Mr. Michael Palasak. You ready for another round of lightning? Yeah. All right, we pose the question again, clockwise or counterclockwise? Anticlockwise. 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 All right, anticlockwise, starting with with Adam. Excellent. We mentioned succession in in one of the first segments. Is so, which character from succession do you identify with the most? Which is not a good thing to identify with any of them. They're called kind of scumbags. So I like the Kieran Culkin character as a comic because he's like the funniest kind of stupidest. Yeah. Villain. Yeah. But I feel like the relationship with the dad. Like I had a much. I love my. I have a really good relationship with it. But I can feel. I, I relate to the pressure. I haven't seen the third season yet, but that the oldest son is under and trying to like do really well and all that stuff. I feel like that one the most. Fuck off. <laughs> All right, Jamie. If you had to go back to any age that you've been in the past, with the caveat that you would stay that age for eternity, which age would it be? 39. That's where I'm at right now. Okay, but you have to go backwards. You okay, have to pick 30, a different age. 38 and a half. Oh, damn it. Bingo. Can he just be 39 yesterday? He yeah. could. I'll just be loophole. yesterday. Yeah, loophole the crap out of that yeah. question. I mean, it is the night of the Christmas purge. <clears throat> All right, follow-up question. What is the top no. speed that you would feel comfortable driving on the highway with no other cars on the road? Over 80, but under 120. Well, I mean, no other cars on the road. I probably like 85. So 85. <laughs> okay. He's never driven in Atlanta. Yeah, 85 is flow of traffic. Right? Yeah, that's actually slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that that, that's, that's rush hour. Yeah. I have no need to go anywhere that fast. Okay, good. All right, Mendel. Oh, is it my? Oh, because what was your question? Oh, it's, about the car? First of all, I asked two, so you forgot both of them that quickly. That's I thought hurtful. his was the Ferrari question. No, no. It was actually oh, it was his the question. Speed. Yeah. You're right. It was the speed. Okay. My apologies. We talked earlier this evening, I think maybe even before the episode began, about shows from childhood and remakes, live versions of old shows. If you were given the choice, what live version of a favorite show from the past would you like to be in and what role would you play? Oh, that I could be in? I think it would be really fun to be the, and I don't, I don't know if I, no, I, I would love to be George on Seinfeld. Oh, that's a good pick. It is a good pick. Yeah. So who would you cast in the other roles? Oh, okay. All my friends, like who cares? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, nice. right? Bring everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would like to play the Harry Anderson's role in Night Court to be the judge in Night Court. That'd be fun if they're doing a live action Night Court. They do kind of have a show like that. It's called Judge Judy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> live action Night Court. <laughs> you mentioned Will Ferrell. You like seeing his dramatic side. Who, yeah. Which dramatic actor do you think is probably has the killer comedic side? That's a really good question. I feel like the funniest dramatic actors are the people that really get into their roles. So it'd be somebody like a, uh, I mean, 
I don't think it'd be Joaquin Phoenix, but it'd be someone like that. Like, who's the guy that played the butcher? Daniel on, Day-Lewis? Uh, yeah, I think Daniel Day-Lewis, if you gave him something really good, would be really good. Like, he'd be really good at, like, Willy Wonka or something. Right, so who would win in a cage match between Carrot Top with all of his props yeah. and Gallagher with his sledgehammer? Well, that's a good question. Oh, um, now it feels now it feels a little bit like you're going to do it all around. Doesn't feel no, special really I'm anymore. Thinking more, my instinct is Gallagher because I feel like he's getting he's getting something out with that. So I feel like the will is going to take him over the top. He's been hammering those watermelons for a reason for so long. So true. So true. Yeah. Just the the heft that he's bringing. It's an interesting question though because I think and I, I hate to say it, it was a good question because it's kind of like Holyfield Tyson. Right, I could see Carrot Top kind of hugging him, keeping him close, like getting jab, yeah. jab, 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 jab. But all you need is one big Gallagher babash, and it's over. I'm picturing Carrot Top toilet seat catches the sledgehammer, flings it out of his hand. Mm-mm. Yep. No, that sledgehammer goes right through this toilet. I think seat. the the more interesting question now that now that you've posed it in that way is why has there not been another smash oriented comedian? It's true. Or really a prop comic that's at all tried to come along and, and be a new carrot top. I think comics in the beginning, I think um, either don't care about it, which is good, or they care too much about it. And I think that's what limits people's in their creativity sometimes when they start. Oh, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have good news, Michael. You are now the world's most popular high school guidance counselor. <laughs> The trick is you can give only one profession that you are going to recommend to all of your students. What oh, okay. is that profession? Comedian, stand-up comedian. Really? Right. Yeah. Of Why? Course. Well, it's not going to be fair for the world because you need like factories and stuff and lawyers and doctors. But I've found this to be a job where I work for myself. I get to create. I love expressing myself. I, I love being able to take things I feel that might be connected to a negative thing and turn it into money. And I love hearing people laugh at things I say. And so that's the only recommendation I would give is to go do that. How long would it take for the world to delve into absolute chaos if everyone was suddenly a stand-up comedian? And abandon all other responsibilities. Yeah. I, uh, whenever I hear about, so this is the other side of it, but whenever I hear about someone who is a lawyer or a doctor or like a professor or someone who has never done stand up, be like, you know, I think I might just give it off to go do it. I crit because I'm like, I know <laughs> how much of a challenge it can be having started at a very young age and having no other choice at some point to be like, well, this is how I'm making the most money anyways. And to give all that up, I don't see it being worth it at all. Right. <laughs> so that's, right. You're like, you kind of made your path on this doctor if you're thing. Something else, do it. Yeah. <laughs> what is something about which you have an irrational fear? An irrational fear. Well, like I, I am afraid when I go on a balcony of like a hotel that I'll like, I don't know, get sucked down or something, but that's pretty rational. I think. Is it though? I think it's pretty that rational. You're gonna get, that you're going to get sucked down from well, a balcony? I get sucked down. I just feel like if I look at it long enough, like it's just so scary. I, I don't, the only reason to be scary is if I'll fall, and there's no reason I would want to fall. What's an irrational fear? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the, that's the biggest one is I don't want to fall. I'm going to side with Michael on this one, that there are certain balconies, especially when they're you know obviously higher up, where yeah. 
you know, you don't feel that comfortable going to the edge. It's like if you've been to the top of the Empire State Building, yeah. which is totally secure and you're not going over the edge, you don't really want to go all the way to the to the edge or top of a lighthouse. Or Do you have no fear of heights? I, I do have a fear of heights. I, I actually sometimes, to your, your, your um, balcony question, I'm always worried about New Orleans and the balconies in New Orleans. I always feel like the code is not being enforced in New Orleans at the level that it is everywhere else. This whole, you know, let the good times roll lifestyle that goes on there. I'm always thinking that this balcony is about to go. And if you're going to you fall. You have so many people on these balconies throwing yeah, out You're not the even going to fall. You're going to fall on a crowd of people. You're like going to crowd yeah. surf. If you're going to fall, it's not the best way to fall where you basically fall to your death with your shirt over your head. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you can't catch yourself. No. Michael, okay. if you haven't been to New Orleans during Mardi Gras with Adam, I mean, he's got a nice rack, so he gets the big beads. Easy, easy. <laughs> okay. I'm a little overweight, okay. and he, this guy throws this kind of stuff at me. That's not nice. I've never been, so I don't know. Oh, it's a great time. We went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, but we went to the family parade. And the threshold for what they refer to as family <laughs> is considerably different than the rest of the country. Yeah. <laughs> We were at a parade recently where they were throwing out candy, and one fire truck, apparently they were in a hurry, so they just threw whole bags of candy, and it was kind of dangerous. They wouldn't take the candy out individually. They just threw the whole chunk of candy at us. That is so phoning it in. So before we wrap up, I have one final question. Who is one unknown comic that we should have on the podcast? Well, I have some unknown comics that are really funny. So uh, my friend Ben Branfin is very funny, and... Uh, his last name is spelled B-R-A-N-D-F-O-N. And then Stephen Haas. Those are the two guys I like working with the most. And it's H-A-A-S. Where would people find you on social media, online? Yeah, that'd be great. It's Everything's pretty much at my name, which is Michael Palasak. Michael and then P-A-L-A-S-C-A-K. I'm on Instagram the most. And then I started doing TikTok recently. And then Twitter, Facebook, and my website. I have an email list, and I send out an email like once a month with, with like stories and stuff. So, all right. Well, we appreciate it, Michael. Continued success, my friend. Hopefully, we'll see you here in Atlanta before too long. All right, we appreciate Thanks, it. Michael. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, I really Michael. It. All right, for Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, our guest this episode, Michael Palasak. Thanks to him. This is the podcast. Don't wander too far, sheep. We'll be back before you know it with more comedic content. Sheep, we love you. Don't go far. Taka taka. Fire's getting low. This episode of the podcast is over. Time to go home now, sheep. Go on, back to where you came from. We'll call you back when it's time for another podcast. Daka Daka.